Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fanhead Podcast. I'm your host Peter, joined this week once again by Tom and Donnie. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. How are you doing, Donnie? Yep, I'm fine. Good to be back. Excellent, excellent. Right, so we're going to get back into normal now. We're going to start with our league top three and we'll go through the game week. Uh, first of all, this is our own, our own league, so it's not the mega league, obviously. So number one is at Fox in the Box. That's London Road Warriors with a total score of 2-4-3, so good shooting. Second is at McColgan 82, real pace to Coglu. 81 points, 2-4-2 two two overall. Third is E6 Hammers at E6, E6 Hammers RFC. And 86 points, two for one. And Donny is just outside it at fourth. I was looking to see if there's any other names there. Kelly Lines, that's a person who's normally the top all the time as well. So a couple of the usual folk there. So we will now go to our score and league position. Let me think. So I'll start this week because I'm obviously, we'll start the lowest to top makes sense, isn't it? Because I'm the lowest. <laughs> I'm getting envious of high scores. So I took a hit this week. I had to get Joe in. That was obviously one of the Worst decisions I made at the start of the season. Chase my tailor since. So I took a hit. I took out Lawrence from the team news. And I brought in Jota and Miofsky for Aberdeen. So the hit actually worked. 83 points, minus four. So Roos and goals for one point. Captain Tavernier, 18. Scales, four. Mayo, two. Taylor, six. Ayunga, six. Jota, 11. Henderson, two. Kulak, 12. Shanklin, 13. Miofsky, eight. Nothing on the bench. And I've now rose up to 713th. So, considering I was 2,600 two weeks ago, I'm quite happy with the improvement. I'm expecting it to get slow now. You're starting to reach people that are probably taking the game more serious. But over to you, Donnie, with your score and game week. Or oh, sorry, overall rank. Okay, so I had two free transfers this week. I used them both. Um, I made a change in defence. I wanted to get rid of my Hearts defender. At concern, he wasn't playing, so... Um, I changed him for Devlin, and seeing that Lawrence wasn't starting, I swapped him out for Tillman, which I guess in hindsight I probably could have left him, but I uh, wanted to be safe. So I've got Roos and Goals for one point, Captain Tav 18, Lewis Mayo 2, uh, Taylor for 6, Scales for 4, then we had Tillman for 10, Ayunga 6, Jota 11, Kolak 7, Vice Captain Tomiowski was 13 and Fudahashi 9. So that gave me a total of 87 points, which is a global score of 237, um, which is 33rd uh, spot in the big league. So I'm only 30 points off the top spot, so quite happy with that. Not too bad. Tom, yourself? Uh, I got a total of 78 points this week, and that gives me a league position of 155. 
Uh, in goals, I had Roos for one point, Captain Tav 18, Scales 4, Mayo 2, and Taylor 6, Midfield, a younger 6, Lawrence 6, Yota 11, Henderson 2, Weissmiowski was 13, and Furuhashi 9. Okay, okay, good. Uh, so I'm going to go through the results and I'll come over to you separately for your wee bits and bobs and we'll take it away. So game week three, we had Saturday games first. St Mirren 1, Ross County 0, Redwood Rangers 4, St Johnson 0, Livingston 2, Hibernian 1, Aberdeen 2, Motherwell 3, and then on Sunday, <coughs> excuse me, Kilmarnock 0, Celtic 5, and Hearts 4, United 1. So over to you, Tom. Uh, so first fixture I've got on my list is Aberdeen 2, Motherwell 3. Uh, for Aberdeen, it was Miofsky that scored with an assist from Scales, and Johnny Hayes got the second goal. Motherwell, it was Spittle with an assist from Shields, Slattery with an assist from Goss, and Van Veen scored the winner. Uh, Van Veen was probably the standout amongst the stats. He had a total of five shots, two on, one off, and two blocked. Spittle, who scored the opener, um, he also hit the, the crossbar, and it was actually Van Veen that scored the rebound, so I think Spittle's perhaps one to watch in the Motherwell squad. Uh, a good result for Motherwell. Uh, Aberdeen's not an easy place to go. Um, looking at Aberdeen, pod favourite Miofsky, he scored again. I was surprised to see his ownership only jumped up around 3% since last week. So he was around about 11 and now he's around about 14%. Um, so a little bit of a differential still. Um, I was kind of surprised because just because he's joint third highest scorer in the game just now. Um, joint with Shankland and only bettered by Tav and Yota. Um, Aberdeen no clean sheet yet this season. Um, I'm probably going to stick with Roos as I don't really want to make a goalkeeper transfer. Um, Skills perhaps a different story. He did get the assist and Aberdeen's run is a bit more favourable coming up. We've got St Johnston away, Livy at home, Ross County away. So not too bad on paper. Um, Perhaps we can afford to hold for now. Um, in terms of Motherwell, I'm not going to get too carried away and jump on Motherwell players just yet. Um, they do have a nice run coming up as well. They face Livingston at home, Kilmarnock away, Dundee United at home, and then Ross County away. Um, so probably going to keep a close eye on that fixture versus Livingston um, and take it from there. Um, Ross Tierney, he came on at 76 minutes and... He managed two big chances in the game. He missed both, but at 2.9 million, that's not bad considering the limited minutes he had. Um, Spittle, as mentioned, uh, he comes in at 3.2 million, so he could be a nice uh, midfield enabler. Peter, anything to add on that one? Uh, no, just I think we discussed this in our chat. I'm starting to get pretty annoyed with Aberdeen double up defence, but the fixtures are kind of plumb, but they've been plumb for a couple for this week as well, so I'm going to have to kind of wait and see. I disagree with you with the scales and roosts. I'm more inclined to keep scales, I think. I think he looks quite attacking for it. So if a cheap goalkeeper becomes more apart next couple of game weeks, I think it'll be Rooster coming off it because he's not passing eye test either. He's kind of, all the time I see him, he's standing still and watching goals go flying. A bit of the bar cast about him, if you ask me. So yeah. uh, this week I won't touch because it's St. Johnson and probably the worst team in the group, but as the weeks go on, I'm just keeping an eye on the goalkeepers, who's coming up with recent points, who's the cheap alternative, and might make my move from Roos to that, because I know we double up in defence, but one goal, and that's you, two of your five, two if you're, if you're playing for the back, that's you two wiped out straight away, and it's, if you can even change it to maybe a mother goalkeeper or, or a commander keeper, then at least you, 
double a chance and split it, and at least one has a clean sheet. So it was good at the start, we did on paper, but I think I'm going to slowly coming off the idea to keep having double up. Motherwell, I think they appointed Ham- Hamill just in charge, so it's quite early on. He's talking about getting some players in for into the, the window as well. So I think he wanted seven out of ten of the weak players just to kind of help the squad. So that's more I watch to see and all if he can if he builds his squad. Obviously, the players do like him, they believe in him within the club. So We'll see if that ends out. I still, even though they won this game, I'm still thinking I'm, I'm still going to keep targeting St. John's Motherwell as it stands until I'm showing it's maybe more than just a kind of flip result. Donny, what do you reckon? Uh, so the Mayofsky owners were continue to be rewarded. Um, he got his goal quite early on. He was actually quite unlucky with a diff- another effort. Um, so he's consoled his position up front. Um, he seems good on the ball and with his head. Uh, I think this one does class the cloud over Aberdeen. Um, okay, that Celtic in the first game um, and a good win uh, in game week two. But to be 2-1 up and to lose two goals quite quickly it is disappointing. And as we've all said, the, the double defence is, is starting to hurt now. I'll give them one more chance against St Johnston. If you can't keep a clean seat against St Johnston, then you really do have worries. I'd be the same. I'd swap out the goalkeeper. Um, we've made a bit of money on him. Um, so it kind of gets you closer to other keepers of similar values. I don't know if it was just me, but on TV, the guy Roost looks quite small. Uh, it's just maybe the angle the camera was at. But he didn't look too big for a goalie. Um, Motherwell, two wins out of three now. They're fourth in the league. So they've certainly got their European woes behind them. And with good fixtures to come, I think there may be his value in this team. Uh, unlike Peter, so it's definitely one to watch. As I say, Aberdeen will monitor the next fixture um, and see how it goes from there. Is it Motherwell that's got the player Kelly that's playing out of position? Is that Motherwell? Or is no, that that's Livingston. Livingston, right. See Tom Ford, Ford see the Mayoski comment that they're presenting. Is that maybe because a lot of the casuals are looking at names and you see they want Furuhashi, Celtic, and they want Colac right now, Rangers, and they probably get Shankland? And there's a it's probably between Shankland. For their similar price points, it's probably between Shankland and Mayoski, and you're going to go one way or the other. And he's an he's a known name if you don't know the game, so that's why percentage might be still so low. Yeah, maybe not waking up to the fact yet. That's a possibility. They will be now, though, if they kind of <laughs> set their sentence to high scorer, then they'll, they'll, they'll see his name popping up near the top. And... Well, that's how I play the Norwegian game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I assume, yeah. Yeah, for the first three game weeks, anyway. Uh, next fixture, um, got St. Mirren 1, Ross County 0. Not a lot to talk about in this one. Uh, Richard Tate got the goal for St Mirren and assist from young, a younger. Uh, a younger, he's kind of ticking along nicely. Uh, 13 points over the last three games. He's still playing out of position. So he's playing as a striker when he's classed as a midfielder. Um, he had a great effort early on, uh, which I think hit the post. Um, so it could have been a goal and assist in this game as well. Um, and that was the first clean sheet of the season for St Mirren. Um, Disappointing for from County as they, as they look quite attacking so far in the, the last two fixtures. Uh, they only managed a single shot on target in this game. That's three losses now. Um, granted, they were away to Hearts and then at home to Celtic, so perhaps more is yet to come from Ross County. The only, the only Ross County player I'm really looking at is Awura. Um I feel he hit the post in this game. I think he hit the post in the Hearts game as well and missed a decent chance. Uh, at the same time, midfield position so far this season is quite a competitive position. There's a lot of options out there. 
So he's probably not one I'd be wanting to, to jump on just yet. Um, and there's not really any other Ross County players on my, my radar just now. Hawula, he's currently stinking up my bench, not really doing much for the bench trick, so I may look to move him on um, when I've got a spare transfer going. Donnie, anything to add on this fixture? Yeah, I don't have a lot of notes for this one. Um, Ayunga, as you've already mentioned, continues to impress. Um, I've got him in my team and I'll hold him. He seems to get returns every game. Uh, he also does take pens. He had a penalty against Aberdeen, so it's another tick in the box. Um, good goal from Tate. Um, nice strike um, for the only goal of the game. Um, and Edwards, yeah, he's I've, every time I've watched Ross County, he has played well, but he just never seems to get the breaks. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that they're now bottom with three three defeats out of three, and they've only scored two goals. So that, to me, is a bit of a worry. Um, as I say, neither team has any standout players other than Ayunga, um, who I've already got. And if you've got Edwards, probably keep a hold of him. But I wouldn't be jumping on either team. Um, St Mirren, they've got some good fixtures, but Ross County, Kilmarnock, Rangers, Aberdeen, they'll struggle, struggle to get out of the rut um, with some of those games. So we probably are expecting them to catch fire like they did last year, but I don't know if they will. We've yet to see it, so I'll stay away for now. Peter? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much the same. I'm, I'm no real interest. The, the standout is a younger. I think we've all got him. You got him, Tom? Yeah, yep, yep. We've all got him, so he's the one that stands out. I mean, if, if any of these, kind of, maybe two goalkeepers could, could become good, but right now I'm not interested in any of their kind of players. And I'm surprised. I thought Ross County would have... Kind of, Played a bit, looked, came I know it's only three games in, so I suppose there's still plenty of time. They did come good last year after a bad start, so I suppose it's just kind of watching the game and looking to see when these kind of fixtures, if they actually can turn it around. I do like the winger Edwards, Donnie, but again, we've told mentioned as well, there's that many midfielders in the game, probably more consistent returns that unless he really catches fire, I, I don't see he's going there anytime soon. No. Um, next fixture up, Livingston 2, Hibs 1. Uh, Nubly with the goal again, assist from Holt. Obelai uh, with the winner, assist from Kelly. Um, for Hibbs, it was uh, Noan Kenny, an assist from Ewan. Um, Nubly is the only player that uh, managed more than a single shot on target in this fixture. Um, he scored the opener and also missed a, a big chance. I think he ran past three Hibbs players completely unchallenged to, to score within six minutes. So it wasn't a great start from, for Hibbs. And he does seem to be preferred over Bruce Anderson. Um, and he could have had two goals in this game as well after the, the Chris Cadden blunder, uh, which I spotted on the highlights. He's the fourth highest scoring forward in the game, uh, just behind, he's only one point behind uh, Kyogo. Um, looking at Livingston's defence, only one clean sheet so far this season. I was a bit disappointed that they conceded in this game, as I really wanted Fortress Tony Macaroni confirmed, but uh, centre back. Obelai scored the winner. Um, he's the joint second highest scoring defender. I know it's early days, uh, but that's along with Tate at St. Mirren, who you probably don't want to jump on, and uh, Mortis Jens at Celtic. Um, highest, obviously, Tav. But after three games, as I said, it doesn't really mean a lot. Uh, Hibbs, obviously, boils back. He started on the bench um, and came on at half time for Tavares. I think his presence did seem to give Hibbs a lift. Um, Kenny scored after um, a bit of a goal mouth scramble it wasn't the best of goals but the assist came from uh, Ellie Ewan um, after it bounced off his face um, 
So you did challenge the, the goalkeeper, Shamal, later on in the game. Um, and he actually did quite well to save it. I think we've kind of mentioned Ewan in the past as perhaps a decent budget striker. He's only four million. He might be 4.1 now, I'm not too sure. Um, so it's one to keep an eye on there. Um, or if you need to free up some funds. Um, I think Boyle does look good, but not ready to jump on him just yet. I think given his influence in the, the Hibs team, oppositions may try to sort of freeze him out of the game. So that's something to, to consider there too. Peter, what you, your thoughts? Are you going to go for Boyle? Well, eventually, but uh, not right now. I'm waiting till he's fully fit and flown in that team. I mean, he's priced so much cheaper than he was last year, so it's not like you have to really break the budget to get him in. If he's, start, if he's back playing and he's back playing every week and getting 90 minutes, he's going to be influential, then I think eventually will have to get him in. Also, that will depend on Hibs' form turn as well. I, I do see kind of green shoots at Hibs. I, I think they will eventually come nut. I don't say they're, they're going to be back or be great. But I think they're going to be not bad. I think he's going to have my set play a certain way. I don't fancy anything at the back right now. I know Marshall's pulling off great saves against Archnap, but they're still conceding goals, so you're not getting many clean sheets as it stands right now. That could also change as the season progresses. Newbley, Kamarnock, and Kamarnock, Livingston, I like the look of because I think at some point we're, I'm going to be dropping to probably one one expensive striker and two cheapies with him. I think that's the way the game. I'm sure you're going to tell me the top 10 again, Tom. Maybe not this week because I've quite a lot of strikers have turned, but eventually. I'll be looking for some cheap enablers up front who are playing games. Martin Dale seems to wax lyrical about him, likes him, big strong lad. Uh, I quite like Livingston defence. I think they're normally quite stingy. I think again with weeks coming, I think they will get even more stingy. And again, it'll be a good option for one of the defenders to pick in. I think we bring in Devlin, Donny, the captain, yeah, right. captain and a fullback. I mean, he can't get much more nailed than that, and he's got attack returns. I think he will eventually make, make his way into my team as well if, at some point. So. That's about it, yep. Yep. Donny, anything to add? Uh, yeah, so a new play, um, second goal of the season, and took it well. Um, for a big guy, he's good in the air and good with his feet. Um, so he is becoming a, a realistic option um, as a striker. Uh, you mentioned Ellie Ewan. He was one of my expert picks this week, so I thought he might have returned more, but... As you say, the assist kind of smacked off his face. I don't know if he knew much about it. <laughs> Anyone who did take in Boyle would have been disappointed. As you say, he only got 45 minutes and then he got booked. I don't know if he got booked for going up to the ref or was it his dive that he got booked for? I'm not too sure. Yeah. But he's got history for diving, so that wouldn't surprise me. Um, Hebs defensively were pretty poor. Um, Obelai was pretty much unmarked for the winner. Um, however, they do play Rangers next and they generally tend to raise their game there. Although Porteous is a bit of a bomb scare when he plays us, so usually gets sent off or concedes a pen. We've not had a pen this season, so we're probably due one. Livingston, as I say, I took in a defensive asset because they are usually um, good and reliable in that department, so it's a bit unlucky to lose that goal. Um, But I'll hold on to Devlin. I did read that he took a knock, um, so I'll just monitor that one. Um, But you can't tend to go wrong with Livingston defence. Hibbs, other than Henderson, I'm just using as a bench trick player. I'm not really keen to delve any further with them right now. No. Peter? Oh, wait, we've had you. Sorry. <laughs> Getting mixed up. Next fixture, Rangers 4, St. Johnston 0. Um, goals came from Tillman, assist from Tav. Cholak scored, assist from Matondo. Arfield scored, another assist from Matondo. And then Lawrence came off the bench to score the fourth with an assist from Arfield. 
fairly straightforward win for Rangers, um, despite resting players for the midweek qualifier, which is tonight against PSV. Uh, Lawrence, Yilmaz and Morales were all on the bench and Ryan Kent wasn't even in the squad. Um, Hot Tillman looked like he had a good game. He looked uh, dangerous in front of goal. Arfield again came off the bench to score. Perhaps not an FFS option given he's not reliable to start, but he does look good when he comes on. And then Lawrence, as we mentioned, also came off the bench and scored. He's also been very consistent, ticking along quite nicely. Um, the clean sheet was locked in, which was good for uh, Captain Tav. Um, but I was a little bit surprised to see his lack of bonus given the clean sheet and assist. But that's just the way it goes. St. Johnston only had a single shot on target in this game. It's probably not really worth dissecting their performance. Given we're probably not interested in any of their players and they're playing at Ibrox. So something I'm considering though is other than Tav, who are the kind of go-to Rangers assets given the rotation? And uh, is the Yilmaz benching, is that going to be a problem going forward? So I'll come to you first, Donnie, since you're the Rangers correspondent. Yeah, so it was a good week for Rangers, um, overturning the European result and a comfortable 4-0 home victory against St Johnston. I think what's pleasing as a Rangers fan is that their all-round play is much better. Um, last season, we relied probably too heavily on Kent and Aribo, and Kent, by his own standards, had a poor season. And then Aribo just went off the boil after Christmas. But what we're seeing now is everyone that we've brought in from attacking sense of view, uh, view uh, Tillman, Matondo, Lawrence, Kolak, they're all getting in on the action. Um, so we're certainly better um, in that department. All the goals were, were well taken. I think Kolak, three and three, I don't think he's worried about Morelos coming back. Um, I think he'll continue to get the game time. Um, Morelos was out you know, five months plus um, it's going to take him time to get up to speed so I think you can probably hold on to him this was the game where everyone was probably changing their teams because Lawrence was out I went to Tillman uh, and he got the goal um, whether I keep him or go back to Lawrence I'll just wait and see but I'm not unhappy having him in between I think he does offer value um, Matondo got two assists uh, and I think he is a player that could catch fire um, this season um, he seems exciting and certainly what we're looking for on the other side Kent was just rested same with Sands um, also the big game tonight um, against PSV so, so no issues there I think from the fullback point of view probably going to have to persevere with Barisic at the back um, at least until after the, the PSV games. I think he'll continue to get those spots. I think Davies coming in at left centre-back, we'll probably see him there, um, part, partnering Goldson. So that's probably a, a reliable back four that you're starting to see um, from that point of view. But no, it was good all-round play, all the new guys um, getting in in the action. So you've got Tav Kolak as probably your two certainties. And then if you want to go Matilda, Matondo, Tillman or Lawrence, I think you'll get points out of all of those. And as you mentioned, St Johnston, you learn nothing new other than just stay away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter, you happy what you've seen at Ibrox? <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> uh, for fantasy point, yes and kind of, well, yes and yes, I suppose. There's more players becoming apparent you can go on to now, which before, I think, we asked Donnie before us, he's always stuck to this two or three and you wouldn't really have any more because uh, they weren't reliable midfield or it was only Morelos up front. But now you're definitely getting maybe between five and six 
Rangers players you can go to. So it will just be on the on the week if you pick the right one. And we've been quite fortunate so far with all the the early team news. I mean, obviously, I mean, Dory both had Lawrence on our team, I think. So we moved. I moved to Joe. He moved to Tillman. Is that right? Yeah. But then he also, he also came on and scored anyway. But there's no saying that I want Lawrence back in the team as soon as I see him. He probably my Rangers. My Rangers three right now is Tavernier. I think I'll have, I'll have him. Kolak up front. And I'm going to have Lawrence back in, I think. I originally wanted to get to Yilmaz, but as Donnie said, the rotation's actually a bit too much, you know, as if Barris accepts his game a wee bit. So I, I think Lawrence is more for my budget right now. Again, Tillman's there, but there's rotational risk, but that's what's going to be the case, I think, with most Rangers and Celtic assets. Now, apart from maybe the two or three nailed people, you can mention probably the captains, Golson for Rangers, and maybe Carl Vickers for Celtic. Apart from that, you're running the risk. Players are going to get dropped. Players are going to get changed. There's going to be cup games coming soon. There's going to be European games. I mean, we're both definitely in Europe to November anyway, so they're going to be midweek games. So you're just running. This is where you're probably best having a decent one to two players on the bench that you can rely on them coming in if these guys don't play. So Johnson, like you said, there's no interest. I'd be targeting him every week. I thought they were going to get scalped this week. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, I was sweating for a bit. I'd call that vice captain and I thought. He's not going to score here and he's going to get hold off from Morelos, but he did return eventually, so it did work out in the end. Yeah, definitely. Um, other side of Glasgow then. No, no, it wasn't Glasgow, it was Kilmarnock. <laughs> uh, Kilmarnock nil, Celtic five. Um, big score for Celtic. Kyogo scored the opener, assist from Maeda. Yota scored the second, assist from Maeda. Jens scored, no assist. Uh, Starfelt scored, no assist. And Yakamaka scored with, with no assist either. Um, Kyogo also hit the woodwork in this game and uh, unfortunately for owners he came off after 66 minutes um, which is probably something we're likely to see in the future uh, if games are kind of wrapped up then Kyogo's probably going to be off early and at 7.8 million I think that's a little bit of a concern it's, uh, that's the second time it's happened so far this season um, on a sort of side note my, my own thoughts was I was considering down, downgrading Kyogo to Cholik or uh, Shankland or Nublet or for non-owners uh, Miofsky um, and then you could use the money to, to beef up a midfield so I, I kind of had a bit of a look at combinations so this is just kind of a bit of a side note so if you bear with me um, so looking at my own personal situation Kyogo and Henderson at Hibs uh, they have a combined score of 28, Kyogo is 20 Henderson is 8 and a combined cost of 10.8 million now if I was to to downgrade Kyogo and upgrade Henderson, I could get Nublian and Barry Mackay. Um, they have a total of 48 points, quite a bit more, and a combined cost of 9.8 million. So that frees up another million to then spend elsewhere and perhaps upgrade another player. Um, other combinations are Shankland and Spittle. They've got combined 44 points, combined cost of 9.2, which frees up 1.6 million to spend elsewhere as well. And then uh, for non-Miofsky owners, if you were to get him in and Mackay, they're the best combination of non-Celtic and Rangers players. Um, that's a combined combination of 50 points with 0.4 million to spare. So I don't know what you guys are con- considering about that. Um, just other uh, points of note in the game. Uh, there's the, the Jens debate, and we can add a conversation in a group chat. Um though it seems like he's picked up a knock, so that's maybe not a concern. Uh, we were kind of thinking, is he an even cheaper way into the um, 
Celtic defence, even cheaper than Greg Taylor. Um, he seems to be preferred over Starfelt, but then he got the knock. Starfelt came on. He only got an assist last season, but then he scored. Jens scored over the last two games, so um, it's probably best to kind of maybe just stick with Greg Taylor, particularly now that we know that Bernard Bay was arrested for drunk driving on the weekend. So that's kind of probably cemented. cemented. He's nailed, that's definitely nailed now. Eh? <laughs> He's definitely nailed now, so that's maybe not a concern. Um, I'm kind of thinking, Yota Taylor, who's, who could the third Celtic asset be? Um, you could possibly get Jens in and maybe use him as, as part of the bench trick. Uh, we've talked about Roos being a bit underwhelming. You could look at jumping over to Hart in goals. Uh, O'Reilly, he has 15 points, but Welsh, Jens and Hart are all outscoring him. Um, but O'Reilly is the second highest scoring mid behind Yota, so could be a consideration as well. Um, Kilmarnock, not much to say there. Ollie Shaw had managed a couple of shots on target. He's yet to score this season, but he did play Rangers last week as well, so maybe not a lot to go on there. Um, I'll come to you, Peter. What's, what's your thoughts, downgrading your... There's a, a lot to take in there. There's a lot to take in there, wasn't there? There's a lot to well, take in. First of all, you threw the hashy point. That's what I kind of did do this week, because I was talking midweek, it was either through the hashy or Shackle, I was going to downgrade, and I had the same... I said, I think brought up last week, the podcast yourself, Tom... I worry about his minutes. I know he can score goals. He probably, as Donny's mentioned, probably can score every second game, which is fine. But you're going to get a game where he won't score. And then Giamakis is going to want more game time. I don't see Ian changing his system. People two up top. I don't think it fits. It's only by one or the other. Uh, he just think he's, he scores great, but as he gets close to that 60 minute mark and he's not scored, you know he's going to get hauled off first. And that's going to be a quite nervy to watch a week if you're a manager. Whereas I think Shanklin, if Shanklin's playing, he's, he's pretty much nailed the 90 minutes. Maybe not full 90, but all the time. I mean, it's, it's shooting Sunday. I've done that. I've went Shankland and out. I've took, I took through the hash out. I know it's going to come back and bite you some weeks, but it's where this other third Celtic would be. Ideally, I want one of the centre-backs. I know Carter Vickers probably up be a pricey. So I'm kind of happy just to sit with two Celtic players right now until I see over the next two game weeks who's going to be inside Carter Vickers. Just on that... Postacoglu did say that he's fine, by the way. I think he was just a wee knock and he should be back for available. So maybe this mm-hmm. game, you'll, you'll see who's going to be the one next to him. I, I mean, I don't know if you've watched the game, Donnie, but as a West Celtic fan, my dad doesn't like Carter Rickard, not Carter Rickard, Starfelt. And when he came on the first five minutes, he was like a headless chicken, passing the ball at the pitch, running to players. And I'm going, my dad was sitting in the house and going like, get him off, get him off. But uh, he, he did eventually come good. I think Jens, just with eye test, looks better at the back. He's getting more of a, a ire about him when they come out with the ball at his feet, which mm-hmm. I think that's what Postacoglu will want to open up teams. So unless Starfield can start putting that strength in his ball, I think it'll be Jens as long as he's fit. Uh, what's another point? Kilmarnock. I mean, I expect Kilmarnock to be a lot tougher team to beat on that pitch under McInnes. So they could be for a long half season as well. They didn't look at, they didn't look impressive. I mean, they didn't have any plan B. Once they scored early, that was it. They didn't like, try to change anything to open up. I know we talk about Kyle Lafferty. I think he just looked like a player. Maybe he's just a year too old now for this league. Looked to be struggling a wee bit. I think he was at fault for two of the goals as well. But he's men just watching. So, Kilmarnock's a no for me. I've got Mayo as a cheap defender. There's no other cheap, cheaper playing defender at that price. So, he's, I'm not going to change him. Kilmarnock will get results down the line and he's come off the bench. And the Celtic, I'm just sticking with two assets around to the third one becomes a hair apparent and I can get them in. Yep. 
And your thoughts, Donny? Okay, you so I watched the game on Sports again. Scenes. This is this is my analysis. Kyogo, the opener for me, the cross. Jota with a tap-in for the second. Pretty poor goalkeeping, really. That's Jens with a toe poke for the third. And then I managed to jinx him with the clean sheet points by saying he should be subbed, and he was. Uh, Lafferty was denied a clear pen. You both missed that. Uh, the fourth. Jackie Marcus with another toe poke um, for his goal. So it was a pretty quiet game, really. Um, but no, continue. So it'll continue to be dangerous all over the pitch. For me, I, I'm not going to be talked out of Kyogo. I think he's far too dangerous um, in terms of his goal involvement. So until... Uh, I see anything else, I will stay um, loyal to him. So Jota and Kyogo are two that are in my team. I also have Taylor, which I think initially was just the cheapest way into the Celtic defence. Um, I just wish he offered more. Um, that's probably the only disappointment. He has gone up in value. I think he's gone up 0.2 million. Um, so I'll, I'll keep a hold and then if I can cash in and go to Jens, then I, I might do that. What about the, the other side of the pitch? Do you think Juranovic is the same type of player as he was last year? You know, Ralston's sitting on the bench waiting to come on, but have we maybe just got our rose-tinted glasses because he took pens and got points? See, just on the, the well, on it was going to bring us up, inverted wingers. Basically, you watch Taylor's playing as like a whole midfielder now because he comes mm-hmm. out of the midfield. Juranovic's still got more license to be up, up the wing. I don't know if you agree, Tom. So it was the same mm-hmm. as I said last year with Ralston. Is if out of the two of them, Obviously, Taylor has took to the inverted role better, so he's the one that's trusted to come in more. So, Juranovic is, is I mean, he had a good game, Juranovic, I thought, and he was up, but especially when Abada came on, he's got a right good connection with Abada, but it's whether they play together that often enough that they can do the overlap. Mm-hmm. Again, we're only a couple of weeks in. What was Juranovic's price compared to Catavacus? Oh, he's about four million, I think. So, he's roughly it's, somewhere, somewhere yeah. the same. I mean, I don't know. I, I like. Caravacas is more nailed. He's maybe more dangerous at set plays, but we haven't had a penalty yet, so I don't know if you're is on penalty still. Even though he yeah. he's, he's not missed any, so it's just you know, hard. is 4.3 and Caravacas is 4.1. So he's probably the most expensive way in the Celtic defence, and so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there will be, there will be times I'm, I'm assuming he'll go nuts, they've won a couple of assists, and maybe have a penalty in a game. But the way we should be playing now is because he's got the two natural wingers, the fullbacks aren't pushing forward as I thought they were last year, but they're causing me him in midfield, was dragging players out, which is letting Jota, especially, and Maeda, kind of be further forwards. It's just a pity that Maeda's price is a striker because he's really expensive. So he couldn't really have Maeda and Farasha team and Tavernier. You'd be totally breaking your team to get them in. So yeah, it's just my opinion on it. No, no, that's good. Just on Kilmarnock, you know, three of the games that they've played so far have been Rangers and Celtic, so they'll look to get some easier fixtures and, and maybe we'll see um, their assets in a better light. But um, other than Mayo, same as you, Peter, 2.2 million, just keep them on the bench till they get a clean sheet. There's nothing else there that you would go for. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yep, we agreed. Uh, last fixture of the weekend uh, was Hearts 4, uh, Dundee United 1. Uh, Shankland got the opener with an assist from Devlin. Mackay scored with an assist from Rolls. Uh, George Grant scored. Ginley scored with an assist from Shankland. And Dundee got the consolation goal. It was a penalty uh, taken by Stephen Fletcher. Um, Hearts, 13 shots, 12 on target. Don't often see that um, in a Scottish Premier League game, so quite quite surprised there. Uh, Shankland uh, had three of those shots on target, which was the same as last week as well. Um, so he's he's very accurate in front of goal. He's had two goals, one assist, five bonus points so far this season, and he's averaging 8.7 points per game. I think probably the other standout asset at Hearts is uh, Barry Mackay. Uh, he also scored in this game. Um, he's pretty much the same, except he got one bonus point less than Shankland, and he's averaging eight points per game. Um, no clean sheet yet for Hearts. Uh, Gordon did dive the right way for the penalty, but it just kind of slipped under him. Um, so that was a bit disappointing for Gordon owners. Uh, Cochrane, he's the third highest scoring Hearts player after Shankland and Mackay. Um, that's probably likely due to his two assists in one game, and then he got all three bonus points as well. Um, Probably not rushing towards the Hearts defence just yet. There's a bit of a concern regarding rotation. Um, when the European games come around, they do have uh, a game against Zurich on Thursday night, and uh, this fixture didn't seem to be affected, but we'll maybe find out more uh, once the next weekend rolls around. Um, not too much of a concern anyway, because they're going to be playing Celtic, so probably wouldn't be rushing to any Hearts players if you didn't own them at this point something to keep an eye on. Um, Dundee United pretty much took off where they finished on, on Thursday after their 7-0 defeat. Um, I don't think we can, can really consider any other players at the minute. Um, I know there was a bit of a bandwagon with Levitt and after the first game week, but I think that's kind of fizzled out. Um, Donny, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, so I didn't have any um, assets in this game. 
Um, my only Hearts player was Atkinson, um, who had changed. So I was kind of hoping for a dull 1-1. Um, but Hearts had other plans. Um, so seeing Shankland and Mackay getting on the on the score sheet was a bit concerning. I think one thing that's certainly improved with the game this season is the live score updates. You can see your position. You know, one minute I was, I think I was top ten, and then you you go down yeah. as soon as as soon as somebody scores or Hearts clean sheet, you go back up. So that that definitely is good um, from a user point of view. It's one of the things they've got right this season. But uh, Hearts were impressive. Uh, Dundee United, yeah, not so much. I think Hearts are probably going to hit what Dundee United had. You know, they've got Europe League, Europe. You know, Zurich away, Celtic away, Zurich at home. That's a tough run of games. Mm-hmm. And unlike United, they're going to continue to have that kind of fixtures. We've been in group stage of, of some sort. I think that will really hit them. I think Dundee United probably being out of Europe helps them in a sort of strange kind of way. I think they can just focus now on the league and, and sort of build a few results together. I think Hearts, you know, not being experienced to this football every, you know, twice a week, it, it will take its toll. I, at the moment, don't have any Hearts assets. Um, that's not going to change because they play Celtic. I'll review the situation after that um, as to whether I do. Um, but, you know, Shankland, he is he is on the radar. If you don't have him, I've got Miovsky, so I'm not really that put out by it. But he does continue to shine. Um, and Dundee United, yeah, just stay away. They'll be glad to see the back of this week. Yeah, definitely. Peter, anything to add? Yeah, not much that was quite well covered on it. Don't you like yeah, I think. I mean, they have to make a good squad. I look at their signings and I go, right, on paper, that's definitely a top three, four, five team in this in the SPFL. It's got to be. Jack Ross is a bad manager, or right, as his fault, but he's not a good bad manager. He's 16 will normally. He took a pace in midweek, okay, and it looks like it has damaged their confidence. Then they played a team who's probably, well, they definitely are the third best team in the league, so they've took it apart after European hangover. I've not any of I've took Levitt out, so he's gone. So I'm not getting more. I'm not taking him out yet. I won't be taking him out. Sorry, he was actually even played a game the week there. He was also dropped. So hopefully they come good and then become some decent assets because the goalkeepers. I think he's trying to get an Australian squad for the World Cup, and I believe <laughs> the, I believe the left back as well. So there's players I haven't got something to play for. I mean, there's only a couple of months before they have to. It, the, it's November it kicks in, so they're going to be trying to get in these squads. You need to get the finger out, so to say. Hearts, I think, will be the same. I mean, they've got a big game on Thursday night. They're, they want to be in the Europa League because they'll have more money, they're more prestige. They'll, they'll not care if they get to the other one because it's still Europe, but they are going to struggle. I think it's, just, it's a matter of fact. If, most teams will struggle. If you haven't got a, a two or 11 teams that are competitive, you're going to struggle with playing two games a week, especially at a high-tempo competitive game. I mean, I hope, from my own team's sake, that we take advantage of it when we play them on Sunday. I've got Shanklin. That's probably the best decision I've made this season. Is in Shanklin for game week one. He's been quite good taking over. I'll just bench him on Sunday. And if he comes on, he comes on. And there's too much rotation elsewhere. Nobody's, I mean, everybody was on the Kingsley bandwagon at the start, but he got injured. And then he's been in and out. He's only played 20 minutes, I think. So, and he was, when he was playing, he was playing at the centre back start rather than playing one of the wing backs. So, it's just a stay away. Mackay's the one that I think, now that I've downgraded Furuhashi, maybe Mackay first. Before Boyle, if Boyle, then you can you can also you can move about it depending on who hits form. But I think Mackay's proven asset coming into the season. I mean, Shank will be probably one and two for the moment points returned. Yeah, do you want to do the top ten now? 
Yep, on you go, Tom. Yeah, so top 10 this game week. Um, number one is Tate uh, with 15 points. Defender, um, Spittle, second, um, with 13 points. Midfielder, Shanklin, 13 points forward. In fourth place, we've got Matondo with 12 points. Midfielder, uh, Yota, 11 points, also a midfielder. Tillman, 10 points, also a midfielder. Uh, Devlin at Hearts, 10 points. Midfielder, Obelai, 10 points. Defender, Nubly, 10 points. He's on forward and uh, Tav nine points he's a defender also getting nine points was Arfield Van Veen and Kyogo but for the sake of this we're just going to forget about them um, that gives us um, game week totals for game week three uh, zero goalkeepers three defenders five midfielders and two forwards and total so far this season one uh, for goalkeepers ten for defenders 14 for midfielders and five for forwards. So it probably makes sense to have your sort of staple forwards in the form of Miofsky, Shanklin, Kyogo, um, and then focus your investment in midfield and defence. Your thoughts on that one, Donny? Yeah, it's not surprising. Um, as, as unlike other seasons, you've got a lot more choice up front. And at the moment, these, these guys are, are, you know, playing pretty well. Um, Shankland and Mackay are probably the two that are hurting me the most but where I've got the rest of my money in my team it's just a risk I'm going to have to take um, for just now um, goal scoring defenders will always create a spike um, but Obelai was somebody that you could rely on um, last season so it's not a surprise to see him um, scoring as well and Livy will pick up clean sheets so yeah there's some familiar names in there Um Starting to, starting to be a bit templatey. So it's just finding finding that difference and maybe getting the right captain, vice captain, um, week in week out. Mm-hmm. Peter, your thoughts? Just on Dory first. You you sent me like a template. What was that again? Do you mean off the top of your head? What the template was in your head? It's probably similar to my team. <laughs> I would have um, Tav, Lawrence, Kolak, Miofsky, Furahashi. And Jota Ayunga, and then another Celtic defender. Mm-hmm. That probably only leaves you about two other places. So, but they they all come at a price. Um, so you are going to have to balance that out with. Well, I've got Henderson, uh, Mayo. So I just think there's certain players and certain teams that are just clicking for me off. Jota, Fudahashi, Tav, Kolak. They're all hitting for Miofsky. That you can't not have them. Shanklin's probably be in that list as well. But I'm lucky that I've got. Trulak, Miofsky and Furahashi, you know, Shankland, could easily fit in there. Done pretty well so far. So thoughts, I just the same. So what I would say is, say the last couple weeks, I think if you're casual playing this game, you've been quite lucky because there's all the name players that are returning. So even if you're just playing this casually, you're probably getting good returns of you can keep you invested. That is going to come. We're only three weeks in. There's going to be six or seven when you're going to start noticing the trends. Teams are going to start finding form. Maybe we start finding more cheap assets to get in your team that are playing and able to able to share from elsewhere. Indies are going to kick in as well, Europe. So there's still lots of twists and turns to come this season for templates to be broke and cup games later on when you get to double game and stuff like that. It's just try to keep pace. Obviously, I didn't start quite well, but if I can keep raising up week to weekend and I'm happily just near the top and we'll take it for there. Now you finished on? Yep. We normally do a Donny's dive here, but we're too early in the season for a Donny dive, so we've got a Donny differential this week. So, Donny, hit us with it. 
That's right. So yeah, there's not enough data really to go on to to look in deep about certain teams or fixtures or anything like that. So what I'm going to do maybe for the next couple of weeks is just come up with a a differential. So a player that's currently maybe on low ownership, uh, in form and potentially overlooked. So it's only a recommendation. So if you follow it and it doesn't work out, don't don't blame me. So I'll run you through (laughs) some information about the player, see if you can guess who it is. And then we'll we'll break down um, why I think this this could be a good one to take into your team. So the player this week is the fiftieth most owned player in the game at five point seven percent. Above him is Liam Boyce, and below him is Ollie Shaw. So you've got an idea there of how unfancied he is because you wouldn't have probably either of those in your team at the moment. He has played all three games this season, and he's got an average of six points per game. So that's quite a good one. Uh, he's scored two goals, and he's also picked up two bonus points. Any guesses yet? Tell me where to go first. No. Two uh, goals. You can go first. Uh, Obelay. No, I'll carry on. No. He's a penalty taker, um, and is pretty much uncontested in his position for his club. And his next four fixtures are Livy away, Kilmarnock at home, Dundee United away, and Ross County at home. Any guesses before I reveal, Peter? <laughs> I totally flummoxed. <laughs> I think I know. He scored two goals already this, this, this yep. season or in, or in the league? Yeah, Dad, this season. Scored this game week, in fact. Look, Donny, look, Tom, check his notes. Look. <laughs> hell, hell, hell. Yeah, hell. Cool. Nah, I've got to Tom. Tom's cheating. <laughs> He is. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just yeah, nick- looking for inspiration. Van Veen. <clears throat> His nickname is the Budget Bird Camp. It is actually Kevin Van Veen. So if we look at him in a bit more detail, because he has got good fantasy football pedigree from last season and probably went off the boil uh, towards the end. He is priced at 5.4 million. So that's probably the first area of concern. It makes mm-hmm. him more expensive than Miofsky. But with so many attacking options, um, he is getting overlooked. So let's say you want to cash in on Fudahashi, or you've maybe picked Jack and Marcus Mieda and you're not happy with the returns. It does give you a good out to make that downward move and free up the cash elsewhere. I think what's putting us off at the moment is that Motherwell did bomb in Europe, and then they subsequently lost to St. Johnston. But a 3-2 win at Pataudry, um, and him scoring the winner has gotten them back on track. They're currently fourth in the league with two wins out of three, and they don't have any of the old firm in the next four fixtures. Um, so he's the type of player that you can bring in and keep him in your team uh, for a few weeks. I've always liked Kim Van Veen. Um, he's the type of player that if Mother will play well, he'll play well. Um, and the fact that he does take penalties, um, and as I said, he's uncontested, does make him uh, an option in there. So Kim Van Veen, that's my player of the week. Um, could could make the difference. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. Any comments on that, guys? Tom? Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I think we're kind of... A vision of Motherwell's kind of skewed with the, the, the situation <laughs> in Europe. And yeah, like, I think that is the case. Rovers, but... I think we still have nightmares about that. So... Um, yeah. It, it, it does make them tick. Um, as I say, play generally goes through him. Um, that's, as I say, that's what catches my eye. Mm-hmm. Peter, you got anything to add there? 
Yep, no, he's a good pick. Good, I think good differential pick. You want to be away mm. for the pack. The only thing, it's his price into it. He's really cheap last yeah. year, so you could easily go to him and that gives you the incentive. Was this the only way you would want to do it is if you're coming down off of, well, Fudahashi is the obvious one, but if mm-hmm. you've picked Jama- Chakamakis or Mida, thinking that they might do well, and you think, well, maybe not so much, you can go down in that direction, and then maybe bring in a Barry Mackay or somebody else um, elsewhere. So it was just interesting looking at his stats. He's, he's never gets mentioned, but he has started the season pretty well, um, albeit Motherwell, as I, I say, mean, they, had, they had that bad run. <laughs> make it to the point where he's still consistently getting point returns and yeah. Shatling is off the ball, Murph goes the ball and just then make a switch to it. But then, as you say, he's, he's unchallenged his position and he's on pens. What's not to like there? It's just yeah, good fixtures, so you can just keep them in. You know, you've got the decision this week with your Hearts assets against Celtic that you're maybe just going to bench them. Um, you know, a lot of teams will have Rangers and Celtic coming up, and they don't. So you can keep them in your squad for a few weeks, um, and you should get returns. Um, but just just one for one to take note of. Don't overlook them. Uh, he loves a book as well. Hope he cuts out his game. He's like a he yeah, card. that's true. He loves a yellow card. <laughs> Right, okay, we'll go on to questions now. Let me load them up. Four questions this week, so we'll start off with... Right, so first one is at Josh McCaffrey, so that's at Josh um, C underscore zero five. After Shackles returned yesterday, do you think he's a better option than Kyogo and Morelos because he's around two million cheaper? I'm just a bit concerned about Hearts European exploits and potential rotation. So can I discuss this already amongst ourselves? I personally went, I kept Shackles and dumped Furuhashi, for the reasons I've said, Donny, you've said the opposite. You trust him too. He's too dangerous, is the word that you used. So he's going to return. Yeah. I mean, and then as he said as well, Shackle's going to be in Europe soon as well. So personally, I've stuck with Shackle now. I think his minutes are more nailed, but that could also change if the rotations could be quite extreme in Europe. I mean, I could change him out this week. You just mentioned Van Veen. I'm happy to sit him on the bench because I want him back in again. But he's, he's kind of on fire right now. There's probably made it for both decisions. Me personally, um, I've went to Shackland, but I'll let you speak, Donnie, and you're going to say the opposite, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Exactly what you said there. Um, I don't see him a better option than Kyogo, and probably the way Kolak's playing, I don't really see him as a better option than him either. Um, that being said, he fits in if you, you know, in any of those. I've got Kolak, Miofsky, and Kyogo. I could take any one of them out and put Shankland in and I've still got a good team. So it's just whether, as Josh says, they've got this European run now that will start to hurt them. And not having gone through that before, you know, playing on the Sunday once all your other teams have played and maybe fallen behind, it will start to take its toll. Um, but he he is good. Um, the minute one of my strikers go cold, that's who I'm bringing in. Um, or Kevin Van Veen. <laughs> um, but it's you're just gonna have to go with the eye test. If you've got him, stick with him. Um, okay, the settled game you might not get anything, but he's gone up in value week on week. Um, I would just hold him. If you don't have him and you've got the others that I've mentioned, again, you're probably going to be all right. So it doesn't. It doesn't answer this question, but I know there's both benefits to both ways. Yeah, I know. I know you mentioned Barella's there, but he obviously he's not back in the first team regularly yet. So there's really no point discussing that. I mean, there's no reason why you can't have both in at the same time. I'm quite sure Mayovsky won't keep this up all season either, and he yeah. could easily be a a shift out for a new blade. You can have both in your team. What about yourself? Top yeah. thoughts on the Morelis? Not Morelis. Uh, Kyogo and Shaq on debate. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it kind of goes deeper than that because th- there's such a the discrepancy in the, the the prices. Like, Kyogo's seven point eight, Shanklin's five point something. You're freeing up quite a lot of money there. If you go down to Shank, it's it's kind of like a combination of players. Like, what's going to score more? I mean, I'm looking at my team just now. Who's going to score more over the season? Kyogo, Ewan Henderson, and Mayo or Scales, or would it be Shankland, a decent midfielder, you know, like Mackay or something like that, or even just someone scoring more than Ewan Henderson? And then you've still got money to upgrade. I mean, it takes away your, one of your Celtic assets, so you could potentially upgrade one of your defenders and go double Celtic defence. So it, you've got to kind of look at it as a block of players, what combination is going to score more over the next few game weeks or over the season or whatever like that. And then suss out whether you think it's going to be good value or not. I think I think there's merit in it. It's the Shanklin thing. I'm just concerned about the European fixtures coming up and how they're going to react to that. So I'm happy to hold on maybe one or two more game weeks to see how it goes and then take it from there. I like that Tom with your FPL head on there with the block players and that. That was you see that quite a lot on the FPL chat. Well done. Right next up is. Ash at Ashnam88. Do you think Aberdeen will start keeping clean sheets? Question mark. I've got Roos, but who is also a good option for goalkeeper outside of the old firm, Tom? Um, well, you guys weren't too impressed with Roos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go against the grain. I think you, there's probably a bit, uh, better options out there. Mm, three game weeks in, is it's not a huge sample size, so it's difficult to, to tell, particularly when you rule out Selick and Rangers, because Hart um, has not been doing too badly. Um, if you want to use that as your kind of third, if you're getting rid of Kyogo, you could get rid of, you could bring in Hart. Um, McLaughlin seems a lot more nailed at Rangers as well, so uh, that's an option. Um, but outside that, maybe looking at the, the lad at St. Mirren, not St. Mirren, um, Livingston, his name escapes me. Um, I'm, I'm kind of going in for Fortress Tony Macaroni here, so I'm going to keep the dream alive on that one. So he could potentially be my pick, but it's difficult to tell. It's still too early in the season, I think. I mean, it's game yeah. they basically have got a brand new back five. I mean, we discussed this in the last couple of weeks. It's just annoying when you own two of them. We all jumped on Rose because he's a cheap goalkeeper, but then we've got Scales because he's a cheap enabler as well. I mean, you know what will happen? The week will come off and they'll keep a clean sheet. That's what's going to happen. It happens all the time in this game. No other goalkeeper for me right now is materialised as the, the go-to option. So he's so cheap. We're getting price rises on him. You just stick the now and just, you have to bite the bullet. I mean, you're going to... I like that the heart shout is sound on paper, but you're giving up a spot elsewhere. I know I say this all the time on this podcast. If you look at the end of the season, and probably the two top goal scorer keepers will be... Celtic Rangers, Rangers Celtic, all the way down different positions, unless you have an outlier like Ferguson and stuff like that. But it's whether you lose the points there to gain them in defenders or a midfielder. So I'm happy to give him a week or two still to go. And then after that, a decision will be made. And hopefully by that time, a goalkeeper has arised at the rest of the, the bad bunch that we can kind of maybe hang our hats on. Thoughts, Tony? Yeah, pretty, pretty much what you have both said. It is a concern. Uh, the way they're conceding goals. Um, scales, for me, going to hold because he's got attacking returns. But, yeah, the goalkeeper is an issue. This weekend's the test, as I said um, in the game overview. If they can't keep a clean seat against St. Johnston, 
then there probably is no hope for them. But the alternatives, without breaking the bank, you've got Carson at St Mirren and Birgitti at Dundee United. He seems to let in goals for fun. Um, so other than that, you're going to have to go up to probably only Gordon and Hart um, that offer true value, and that's going to kill your budget. So maybe your best just to hold on to him. He did get save points um, against Celtic. I think he had seven saves in that game. So he is someone that will get your returns. Um, as you say, it's probably just too early um, to make that decision. You don't want to make a change in a goalie um, under normal circumstances. So probably just going to have to be patient, uh, unfortunately, in that one. I'd also thought that maybe Gordon would have race drop with these no clean sheets so far, but I hasn't seen yeah. that. So maybe next week people might have start come off him. People are more casual, getting annoyed that he's not keeping clean sheets. Maybe look elsewhere, but again, we'll have to keep it on week to week and see what happens. Right, next up. Sutty Show. So this is an in-depth question. Seven teams used all five subs at weekend. Two others using four. What squad tactics would be used to try and minimise one-point cameo appearances? I'll go first. I don't even realise because so far the players I've played, I think it's really affected them yet. So maybe it's just them we're lucky we've been picking. More nailed players who are getting over the 60 minutes. So me personally, it would be a case of if you notice these players happening all the time in your team, then you've got to maybe shift them out. I mean, when I mentioned Burnaby, dummy drunk driving is a kind of jokey way, but seriously, FFS point to take it, that's going to be nailed for the foreseeable. So there's your go-to there. Nicky Devlin, Livingston, for example, right back, captain, McGregor, captain, Tav, captain. There is a way to minimise the risk, but if you're having players that are going to be on the fringe, like a Uni Henderson or Cheeps, you just run the risk of having these players on your team that you just got to accept it. They're so lowly priced. I'm not guaranteed the minutes. You're going to have to take a risk. Donny, thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, the rule change in European games coming up, Hearts Rangers and Celtic are all going to protect their players. Uh, my advice is just to monitor, for example, Rangers, you've got Tavon Goldson play every minute. They're pretty safe bets. Whereas Yilmaz, Barisic, Sands, Davies, Suter, they're all getting rotated. Um, so you're probably just going to have to stick with minutes played as your guide. Um, on the flip side, we've talked a lot about Kyogo. He may only play 60 minutes and you're probably just going to have to accept that. And hopefully nine times out of ten you get your returns uh, on, on that game time. Um, you certainly can't you know, pick your team around it you're just going to have to points per minute just go with the, the guaranteed starters the guaranteed players that play all and just take it from there Every, everyone's going to be affected by this so um, you, you know you're just going to have to bite the bullet and accept it it does tell you in the app minutes played and obviously you, yeah. can, you monitor it yourself looking going right this guy's getting dangerously close to getting put off for 60 minute mark and stuff like that, you can make a move. Uh, but as you said, it's just a case of, you're on the risk of these, it's going to happen to you, there's going to be times you're going to watch a game and then, for example, Furahashi's going to get pulled on 55 minutes and you're going to be raging because your vice captain hasn't scored yet. But that's just the, the risk you take with these kind of players and the new substitution rules. Tom, thoughts? Yeah, it's just the same sort of thing, really try and pick as many nailed starters as possible. Um, try and make sure you've got your phone handy when it's uh, <laughs> 15 minutes before the deadline because you're going to get some early team lineups because that, that'll help. Um, you don't always have to do a transfer in these circumstances. If your player isn't playing, you can always just stick them on the bench and use the bench trick. The bench trick is quite helpful. Um, you've got... Um, you can you can kind of sort of try and predict things. I'd imagine Fiogo's perhaps going to be 
benched and Yakimakis may start when the European games start to kick off at certain points or around about Christmas time when there's fixture congestion. So, as I said, you might just have to um, accept that. But try and, try and pick Neil's starters. That's, that's probably the, the, the best thing to do. I'm sure a lot of us have been stung this season on FPL with Bailey and um, that was always the first rule of FPL, pick Neil's starters. So that's, that's probably the best way to go. On that as well, the League Cup starting soon, so you'd be if the players start getting dropped in the League Cup, you, you're, you're assuming using the bit of knowledge that they're going to play the league game afterwards. Yeah, they might go for Europe, like as you mentioned. If if Celtic goes home, for example, St Johnson, and we've got something Wednesday night, we may be playing somewhere. A good, good chance that Jamakis will start the league game, and Fudhashi will start the. It's just a, it's more than a special because as much information you can get to yourself and more make make it the best as you can possibly make information at hand. Right, last question is from Lily C. That's at Lily Cami. Now that Starfield is back, what does that mean for Jens? His last two performances and the fact he's three months seems to know, but it's too is it too late now? Can I call this already the pod? Obviously injured. I've kind of heard that he's not injured, so he's fine. What's your thoughts, Nestor? Um, I think we kind of mentioned it previously on, on the pod that Selic were linked with Jens last summer, didn't get him, bought Starfelt, and now Jens shows up. So I think he's probably Ange's preferred option. Um, he, he did have the knock, but he, as you said, he's, he's fit. So it sounds like he's going to be, for me, I think he's probably going to be fairly nailed. The fact that he scored two goals in the last two games is quite promising as well. Um, although Starfelt did come on and score a goal despite only having one assist last season so that kind of put a bit of a fly in the ointment there but um, I'm, I'm, I'm still backing Jens as, the, as Carter Vickers' um, sidekick Tony? Yeah, I mean I asked the same question at the weekend because we all went the cheapest way into to Rangers and Celtic and he, he obviously offers that I have gone Taylor um, and from a consistency point of view he is going to play, he is going to get the clean sheet points but he's not really offering much else the issue with Celtic is you're not getting any team news and that's going to be the same this weekend so you could make the change and he's not in the lineup, and you know it's a bit of a pest the minute I see, well probably the next, if he plays against Hearts I will probably try and make the jump um, depending on my transfer situation get rid of Taylor who's gone up in value move to Jens he'll then go up in value um, and then use the cash elsewhere. But as Taylor's uncontested, um, just going to stick with him for the moment. Yeah. Just on that more thing, we are talking about rotation. Centre-backs are probably the least likely to be subbed off. So if he did have Jens in and he's not playing, it's very unlikely unless injury's going to come on. So your best trick would work with somebody else. You wouldn't kind of yeah. get the one-pointer. It's just obviously the weekend there was an injury kicked in and then we kind of all... As we, were, we kind of jinxed it but we talked about it but I think this colleagues will probably work out who's going to be first choice second choice then we can take it for there because you say Donnie will get Taylor price rises and Jens is sitting there so it's an obvious move he's more of an attacking threat he's probably more of an assist threat as well with the kind of mm-hmm. playing for the back so if he's nailed he's I think will be pretty much out of his team going forward right we will move on to the last segment of the show the last segments of the show so Fixtures for the next game week, uh, a couple of taste ones this week. We've got on Saturday, the kick-off, Hibs versus Rangers. St. Johnson is Aberdeen. Ross County, Kilmarnock. Motherwell, Livingston. 
Dungeon St Mern, and then on Sunday, Celtic versus Hearts. So, having heard those fixtures, what is your current captain, vice captain, and transfer thoughts, Tom? Um, well, I haven't been great shakes, so I could probably afford to go captain Tav. Um, again, I'm vice captain. I'm quite happy with Miofsky so far. They're playing St Johnston. You're looking to target those guys. I think that's probably a good fixture to target as well. So, vice captain Miofsky has done quite well so far. Donny? Yes, yeah, very similar. Transfer wise, I don't particularly need to make any transfers. Um, unless the team news dictates otherwise but definitely captain Tav um, as I say not had a penalty this season Hibs are prime candidates to give away one so quite happy with that the order of my vice captain would probably be Miofsky, Kyogo and Jota Jota tends to get well he does have score but he obviously gets assists as well um, which don't help in the vice captaincy so Miofsky, Kyogo would both offer value there. And then Jota, I think that's the Hearts game, could be a good one. Um, but Captain Tav for me. Sorry, Tom, what to ask you, your transfer plan? Um, I don't know. I'm generally quite happy with my team. I what suppose if, if Yilmaz isn't playing, I might have to, to shift him on. I can't afford him uh, not to play after not playing last week as well. That, that would be a concern, so I'd probably have to shift him on. For who? I'm, I'm not quite decided yet. Right, so I am Captain Tav still. Uh, my transfer probably will be Atkinson out this week, and I might take the punt on Jens. Like, I just stop myself in it. And if he's nailed, he's nailed. If he's not, he probably won't come on. That gives me a third Celtic asset. I know it's Hearts at home, but I'm playing a lot on this European game on Thursday night. I think Celtic will be much fresher. I think it should be, it should be quite easy this game. I know it's good to come back, but I think it should be quite an easy game. Vice Captain. I mean, I've got up front right now is Kolak, Mojovski and Shankland. Uh, if Kolak's playing against Hibs, well, the team news, I think I'll just stick, keep it on Kolak because he's looked quite good. He looks like he's starting to get, as Donny mentioned, they're all playing better as a team together. He looks like he's... The, the first game week, I wasn't really impressed with him, but he looks like he's learned quite quick. It's 3-3, three and three, isn't it, Don, Donny? 3-3 like three three for him so far? Yeah, yeah. He's, so he's I, come on again. I don't see any reason why not. I've all... I've, Talk down Hibbs defence, he's put up front for Rangers, so to me it's a bit of a no brainer. That's it so far. Right, that's a thick question. Right, so one more thing the Regan Charles Cook Cup round two, leg one scores were online. So if you haven't seen them, what are you looking for? If you're still in the cup, this concluding game week four, you still still in the cup. Donny, how close are you? What is the score? I remember here. I'm a point. I'm a point ahead. You're a, you're a point ahead. What about you, Tom? You are four points behind, so they're still relatively close games. So hopefully you are still representing the podcast next game week. Mm-hmm. I, I really mean that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and once again, I'll update the scores when it comes up and I will get the next round draw probably in the next podcast again with the last time because it's quite easy to do that way. Right. Plugs, Tom, get your plugs in. I am at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. Donny? I am at FFS underscore Donny. And I'm at Fantasy Half. We'll be back later in the week with another podcast called on FPL. So if you're into that, no problem. We're going to do a kind of short pod on it. We'll just flesh it out. We like, we, play, both, we all play the game. We like to talk about it. It's too much content for this podcast. Talk about another 30 minutes. I don't think you might listen on. So, by separate podcasts, you might listen to you do. If not, you don't need to. We'll try to do that. I wouldn't say it's going to be weekly. It'll just depend on 
other time scales and what's going on in the game. So say goodbye, guys, and we'll be back later on. Bye, Dory. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.